When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Stark bollock naked with his boots on, smoking yeah. a Marlboro. Leather in Linvoy Primus for getting sent yeah. off. I'm telling Redknapp to bring his yeah. dinner as well if he wants. Hello and welcome to Reminding You Why You Love Football, the weekly podcast from Mundial Magazine. If you don't know Mundial, we started in 2014. We're still here despite some roller coaster years, now part of big football. And remarkably, they're still letting us do the same old shit. Uh, Quarterly Magazine, talking about ourselves, a varied and non algorithm chasing um, social output, which always seems like Ringo Starr's drumming always seems to be slightly behind or ahead of the music, but it's actually a devious plan <laughs> to, not, to not allow um, your Musks and your Zuckerbergs to control us with their algorithms. True. Fucking hell, that went on a bit. I had loads of biltong uh, for lunch, and I got a right, right, right protein rush now. <laughs> um, it was de- very nice biltong, to be fair. Seb just had biltong for the, for first, the first time. time. Yeah, Same. I'd recommend it. You yeah. thought you thought he was a um, Orlando Pirates midfielder, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. The launch day of this episode, Thursday the 20th of July, is also the first day of the Women's World Cup. We'll be doing our best to keep up with the games um, where we can, early mornings, late nights, everywhere in between. Um, we're sure there'll be some fantastic performances and some uh, breakout stars, and we'll ask Seb for his tips for the top in a little while. But in in honour of the fact it's the Women's World Cup, our friends at Adidas have sent us some shirts to wear, and we've got Tommy is wearing. Well, I mean, it's, is this Spain away? I believe so. I believe so. I went. It's a beaut, isn't it? Oh, it really is. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know what any of it is, <laughs> no. but it all comes together. Yeah, it's lovely. It's got like a violet sort of purple, but also a pink, which somehow works. And then the main color is a, a silvery light. Like color. someone spat out some Palmer violets and made a Jackson Pollock oh, with them. Yes. <clears throat> it looks a lot like it's taken inspiration from uh, the football girls embroidered shirts, oh, yeah. Diana Alshamari's work. Right. Where she takes classic shirts and new shirts now as well and embroiders flowers onto them. That looks a lot like one of hers. Sebastian Dennis White, Mundial co founder, what are you wearing today? I'm wearing the Italy Away shirt, which is beautiful. Although it does, I don't know if the, yeah, I don't know if these brown stains look like I've spilt coffee on them, but. I no, see. no, you look like a big block of Vionetta. Or, or that you've been cast in marble. Oh, and, and who wouldn't want that, you know? A big block of Vionetta. Oh, Vionetta. Oh. <laughs> still a thing? Because, I mean, it was a thing when we were kids, but... Yeah, still is. Yeah, still, still a thing. Still can, yeah, yeah, good. I bet it's big news in Somerset, wasn't it, <laughs> Yeah, it was. <laughs> I can't lie, because it was. It was. Oh, God, it's Vianetta. It was in Shropshire as well. It was like, yeah. fucking hell, Vianetta. Woo! Yeah. yeah. It's a quid or something. Oh, every... When it came out for parties... We only had it at Christmas. <laughs> Honestly. 
We uh, only had a Viennetta at Christmas. That's how special it was. On a very, very, very hungover day not too long ago, let's say six years ago, I rang the local Tesco Express to see if they stocked Viennetta. <laughs> <laughs> Did they? <laughs> no, they didn't have any. No. But it was all I could get. It was, I just couldn't get it out of my mind that oh, Viennetta would cure me. It would have. Yeah. I and believe. I, James, who... Let's just say there were some negotiations over shirt choice and other people wanted Jamaica, but James um, had a little bit of a tantrum until he got it. But he looks fantastic in the um, Jamaica home shirt. It's almost, I mean, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful kit, James. Talk us through it. Tell us why you wanted it so much. Uh, one, it's a beautiful kit. Two, it's a Wales Bonner collaboration. So the the whole of Jamaica uh, home shirt is a Wales Bonner collab. It looks brilliant. And the away kit, I believe... Classic Jamaican colours, yellow, green stripes, black trim. To people like my dad, your dad, uh, Seb's dad won't be listening, he lives on a boat, Tommy's dad, Wales Bonner, tell us a little bit. Yeah. Um, I would say one of the most exciting uh, up-and-coming designers at the moment and um, her collaborations with Adidas over the last couple of years have been incredible. There's been a number of uh, shoe, new shoe silhouettes. She's mm. taken on um, a couple of classic Adi silhouette trainers as well. Uh, she's doing bits. She's doing bits in a big way. Yeah, everything I've seen and some of the imageries that some of the imagery that has accompanied the the. The collaborations has been fantastic. It's Adidas's answer to Martine Rose, is what I would say. We support these, we support these, we support these now. We support these now. Do you know what? If this is your first time listening, just do some fucking research and find out who Mundial are. I'm sick of announcing it. Right? <laughs> we support these now. We support these now is a thing. It's about people we support. It can be a bit random. We are supporting the Women's World Cup. Of course. Today, we support the Women's World Cup and a variety of reasons for this. We've done various bits on women's football over the years at Mundial. Uh, years ago, before it was a bandwagon jumping exercise for brands, we did have Tony Duggan on the cover. But more importantly, we made a documentary um, about four years ago called The Magnificent Seven, where we spoke to a player from each of the um, seven World Cups at the time, mm. um, and that was in the lead-up to 2019, to talk about the progress, or lack thereof, on and off the pitch. And we did some wonderful wonderful interviews it's still it's one of my favorite things i've i've ever done scripted done the interview you know, one of my favorite things i've ever been involved in and not just because of this but also a lot because of this we interviewed michelle acres and for those of you who don't know michelle acres was the fifa women's player of the century and was widely rec- well was widely recognized as the best player in the world twice in two different positions um first as a free scoring highly physical but highly highly technical striker who scored in the f- to the winning goal in the first women's world cup final in 1991 when it wasn't even called the women's world cup it was the M&M's invitational or whatever fifa called it, it was the, it, the rotters it <laughs> was the first fifa world championship for women's football for the M&M's cup there we go. And, <laughs> Still um, baffling. Yeah. And then after she got she got diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome uh, mid-career and managed to come back, as well as all the injuries, Michelle Akers was a very hard player who suffered a lot of, something like 40 concussions or maybe more, I think she told yeah. us. But she then came back and reinvented herself as a deep-line midfielder and won another World Cup as part of that. And the way to find out 
if you don't know Michelle Akers is, or if you only heard her name, the way to find out about how good a footballer is is the reaction of other professional footballers. And we sat down to interview uh, Bex Smith for this episode. Bex was New Zealand captain. She now does a uh, fantastic podcast, Boots, Balls and Bras with Farrah Williams. But Bex sat down. Luckily, we were already recording and um, it was in the old Queen's Head. Yeah, yeah on, Essex Road, on Essex Road. Yeah, We started talking about, she said, who else have you interviewed? And we said Michelle Akers. And she went, I get to be on the same episode as Michelle fucking Akers. Mm. Luckily, it was recording and we used that for the sting at the <laughs> yeah. start of the episode. Um, and even I get goosebumps thinking and talking about it. And we, 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 yeah, we, we went here, there, and everywhere. I went to, um, went to Germany to talk to Renate Lingor, who was a wonderful, wonderful midfielder. We talked to Kelly Smith. We went with Yuki Nagasato out in uh, Chicago Red Stars. Yeah. You went to Norway, didn't you? For and Yes, and Kirsten Arenes. And yeah. we went to Norway. Me and Taya went to that one. And she was just working in the back office mm. at Alisund, or the club on Alisund. Yeah. What are they called? Oh, either way, there was a statue of John Arnorisa outside, <laughs> yeah. who had who had started his career at that club, but certainly hadn't been top scorer in a World Cup like Anne Kristin. Twice, I think she was twice, wasn't she? No, no, second no. second women's World Cup. No. Anyway, we also talked to Kate Kate McGrath, who we were meant to go and see her in Wisconsin, and we flew into Chicago. Uh, a nervy one for Seb. This. <laughs> Um, it's a windy city. It's a win. It's a windy city. <laughs> even even windier when you'd landed. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he needed he needed a lot of hand holding flying over Lake Michigan was, to to land yeah. in Chicago. And anyway, we started belting it up towards Wisconsin, where I I have been before. Um, very much looking forward to some some um some Wisconsin food. A lot of cheese and um, meat and um, uh, microbreweries and the like. And we started reading reports of a freak storm incoming. To Chicago, and you st- you better get the fuck out. So we had to. I was tr- trying to rebook the flights on a laptop, tethering, going up a freeway. We had to turn it round. Me and Seb had perhaps one of the only arguments we've ever had over yeah. trying to reorganise an interview and book flights and turn around <laughs> to get back down to Chicago. We'd just flown in. We managed to do it all, and we ended up getting to L.A. I, 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 we travelled for about twenty three hours yeah, in, within America. Yeah, fuck. But then we got a day off in LA. But that's a different story. But Kate talked to us about how uh, how badly she'd been treated um, when she'd had her um, children as a player with like a hundred caps. It doesn't matter if she got no one cap, hundred caps, whatever. But she was a, a stalwart of the US women's national team and got treated awfully. But she essentially managed to use that um, for... It's basically a law to be put in place, yeah, isn't it? Which that they called them, yeah. Kate McGrath law that ensures that other women who have children while playing for the US women's national team can't be... Um, basically treated that way for michelle acres she was the last interview we did after three weeks on the road we went to atlanta went to a place in rural georgia oh that's lovely and she had a rescue horse farm michelle acres and we turned up drove out into the middle of nowhere we stopped for waffles didn't we at an old school waffle house and had some coffee and it was all very 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 um not the types of place you ever expect to go really Mm. But um, we got there and she just came walking out, covered in horse shit and mud, <laughs> big pair of rigger boots on, three dogs. And she was the most down-to-earth, normal, funny, kind, genuine, intelligent um, person. And um, her dogs were fucking great. They were all rescues as well. But they kept bringing the ball to drop. We, were, we sat on buckets to interview. Mm. And they kept bringing the ball to drop. So because I was doing the interview and, and Tyo was um, recording... 
Seb had to keep the dogs away, so he was fucking <laughs> throwing balls for the dogs and keeping them away. And then, <laughs> and then at one point, Michelle Akers stood up, chucked the ball up, and volleyed it in these rigger boots covered in horseshit and hit it fucking right out of the yeah. middle. And it whacked into the fence, and it was just like, oh fucking hell, yeah. you know what I mean? And she <laughs> oh hadn't played football God. for years, but her story, that what she told us, and she was both proud of what she'd done, and furious that things hadn't changed enough. Mm. Or at all in some ways to be honest you know she told us the stories of having to play in oversized men's kits when she first got into the team and like Michelle Akers is but everyone we spoke to we mentioned her especially the anyone who'd played football in the US which a lot of them what of them had everyone we mentioned Michelle Akers too on that trip funnily enough even when we were interviewing people for the MLS episode mm. and we were talking to people like Jeff Agus and Eric Winalda and people like that and we mentioned Michelle they're all like fucking Michelle Akers is the one and um I sort of probably started idolising her a little bit afterwards. I wanted to tell everyone her story. I felt that her story, there's so many men's footballers with shittier, lesser, not even worthy stories that have been told and lionised and retold that her story had never really been told that well and we got the, the chance to do it. That we, I wanted to spread it further and further and further and further and further. And uh, But yeah, I, I, I love doing it. So, And since doing that, it's, it's made me realise that and made me very glad that the the huge on and off pitch advancements in the last few years, and I know there's still loads of work yeah. to do, but there's more money coming into the game and there's better crowds, there's better training and people are getting looked after better. And, you know, there's a, there's a long, 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 long way to go. Not even close to what we where we should be, but it is advancing. But yeah, Michelle Akers, I would love to interview her again, but I'll, I'll shut up now because Seb, you're on that trip and James, I know you like that episode and... I listened again to it this morning. It's interesting because we're four years on, obviously, and and I've obviously in in recent times become going watch Chelsea a lot and also Arsenal and England and the England Lionesses and things have changed. And like you said, there's still loads of stuff to do. Even in this World Cup, there are teams having debates and disagreements with with their federations, you know, which is just in, in, insane, really, when you think about it. But it's a 32 team tournament this time as well, so uh, there's going to be some teams making their debuts and. It's just very, very exciting. And I think the one thing that I took from that episode, again, listening listening back to it, is yes, they have all had adversity at various things and at various times, but we the, insp- the just the way how inspirational and how they just got on with it, you know, like Kelly Smith scored the goals that she scored for England and she's she's incredible. She's a great pundit now as well, actually, and she's back at Arsenal and she was with... Alessia Russo the other day I mean what what better person can she learn from Alessia Russo than Kelly Smith but you know she was playing on pitches that she had to clean up dog shit on before and stuff so things do you remember, ha- do you remember the quote we dug up that what Mia Hamm said about Kelly Smith about how good she was on the ball, ball yes. next, and we read it out to Kelly didn't we as part yeah. of the episode and she was blown away by it but she Kelly scored a lot of goals in the in the US at college and she had a number retired by her college as well well, and, and actually the college system, funny enough, talking about Alessia Russo, that's what she did. And then Lottie Ruben Moyes did the same thing as well. So we are four years on, things have changed and things are, are moving at a good pace, of course. But there's obviously so much more that needs to be done. Yeah, no, I mean, I was in France for three weeks for the last Women's World Cup. And I remember that episode being cut and being sent it whilst I was travelling between like Nice and Nantes or something like that. Oh God, yeah, you're on a train. I sent it you in the morning. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Travelling between two games. And there's a quote from Michelle Akers in that where she talks about uh, going going up a level she started she, she moved up a level it was over from college to the national team or whatever it was and she said that she remembered uh playing asking to play against uh men 
to it was at college she used to take she used to get the men's team to go out and do drills with her yeah when she was teaching herself because she'd been a midfielder as a kid and then Anson Dorrance the US coach wanted to use her um her technique and physicality mm. as a striker so he said right you're going up front so she went and learned first with the men's team there's a quote that she says and she repeats it and she just goes I'm tough as shit I'm tough as shit and the, the sort of like the meaning how much she meant it when she said that on that interview was just which is brilliant and, and what surprised me all sentiments aside was you did it perfectly how she said it in a Cornish accent <laughs> 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 we did do a great article on football in Cornwall to be fair didn't you James I but, did I did back in the day it's it, yeah good. she's amazing she's amazing it was, an, it was they all were it was, it was yeah it was an incredible experience so before we before we move on I think we can all say we support the, the Women's World Cup and yeah, um, yeah. Seb as the as the in-house expert yeah yeah who's your tip for the top I'm tipping Australia the hosts ooh is that because I've been saying that no now look USA are still the powerhouse in the game. There's no doubt about it. You know, they're looking to make it three in a row. I just think there's, yeah, there's a couple of players like the Alex Morgans and, and Rapinos and might just, they're still going to be really good, don't get me wrong, and they are the team to beat. I think... You think the legs have gone? No, 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 I don't think the legs have gone. Sorry, I don't mean it in that sense. I just think there's a couple of weaknesses and I think anyone who's seen the, the adverts that they've been doing, they've riled up a lot of people this week with um, the sort of promo adverts. They are the team to beat and they are there to be shot at and they've proved it, so don't get me wrong. But them, I think England have obviously been hugely unlucky. No, no Frank Kirby, no Leah Williamson. No what, about, um, what about Milo, the Chai Bellas? They've got a chance. They've got a chance. But the reason I'm tipping Australia is... Not Spain. Well, that's what Spain. I was about well, to the say. reason, yeah, but then Spain haven't got half their players playing because loads of the Barcelona players won't play for this. Coach. Have they not? Have they not resolved? Some of them that? have. Some of them have. I some, thought they'd resolved. No, a couple of them have, okay. and they've uh, fifteen, wasn't it? 15 yeah, fifteen, but only like three of them have, and right. it's fair to say that that's not gone down well. Uh, them crossing the picket line, so to speak. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's why I'm scab, not tipping Spain. Scab, scab, which is yeah. mad because they have their golden generation. Oh, and right it's now. it's insane. I. Watched Chelsea play Barcelona this year and saw Barcelona in the final as well. That is an incredible team. I mean, the fact that Mappy Leon's not playing in this World Cup is insane. But anyway, the reason I'm tipping Australia, they've got the best striker in the world because I see her every week, Sam Kerr, and she scores when she has to score. They beat England just, you know, they're on a good run of form. They feel they're, in the, they're going in the right, the right direction. England's chances, where, where would they be? Like, they're still, I think they're second or third favourites. They're not coming into it necessarily a great form, but they didn't necessarily come into a great form. No, but, they're, they're, but, but they're, you know. Savina Wiegman, you can't write them off. I'm not saying write them off by any stretch. But, but they're missing some big players. Big, you're missing your creator, number 10. You're missing your captain. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, Millie Bright's going to be a brilliant captain, but she hasn't played for four months now. And she's not Leah Williamson. And she's not Leah Williamson, who's just players. brilliant on and off the pitch as well. You know? I think to, to, to not be able to see Beth Mead on the world stage this is the thing it's a shame yeah. it's, I mean yeah. it's obviously more of a shame for her but after her revenge tour last time I was, oh, yeah. look, I was looking for, yeah. forward to her um, burning it up down under we support the Women's World Cup now 100% definitely does Ava know all the words to Three Lions <laughs> mainly because I was yeah because of the time when, when the Euros were on both Mate. times <laughs> Vindaloo yeah, <laughs> Vindaloo. Not You'll so, have it on, mate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Vindaloo's my favourite. You, know, you will like, have everyone it on, says Freelance is Freelance is great. I'm not saying it isn't. Vindaloo's my favourite. Mainly because I've been teaching her on a nightly basis <laughs> since she was two. No, <laughs> that's that, that's the main reason. 
Adventures in Clubland, where we uh, go and look at a, a short or long or unsuccessful or successful spell of a player's career. The, I think the, the explanation for it in the magazine is Indian Summers, Loans and Last Chance Saloons. So today, from a upwardly mobile, um, moving quickly, improving all the time Women's Game and World Cup, to the diametric opposite of that as a footballer at a different stage in his career. But Seb, over to you. And I wasn't I didn't mean you by that. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I played on Monday night for the first time in in some time and yeah, I think we might be approaching that stage. Seb anyway. is the only one we've not I've have no insight of as what sort of player. Oh. Six foot three, jumps five foot eight. Well, good, I was better good. with my head the other day than my foot, which tells you everything about my performance. But yeah, I'm, solid centre half. I'm all right. Think about trying to get around those legs. Fuck that. My favourite memory of Seb is when he bought some new Astros, and we they were they were these they were these Adidas with. <laughs> with <laughs> he <gone> already. <laughs> I christened them the Millipedes. Oh my! Because they had so many. That, <laughs> I thought I was being cool, didn't I? Buying a, 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 ret- a really retro pair of Adidas boots. They were just an injury waiting to happen. Yeah, they were so retro. They had about a million studs on. Yeah, and all that long as well. It was yeah, yeah. fucking dangerous. Yeah. Where did you get them skating. from? eBay or something like that. I thought these look nice. They were awful. But yeah, they were definitely for on the shelf, not on your feet. Yeah. Anyway, Seb's a very solid centre half. Okay, you'd want him in your team. Yeah, I'll keep running. I'll keep, I'll keep running. Well, maybe not so much these days, but yeah, that was it used to be. Me. Is he more Bruce or Pallister? Bruce. Pallister. Pallister. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's not getting up for the edders. No, no. no he's one of them people who's really tall. Yeah. But it looks like no, he's five foot six when he jumps. Yeah, I sort of go up and down. <laughs> <laughs> I do, yeah. Events in Clubland, Seb. But who we got? Where are we going? We have got Robert Prozanecki. Oh, yes. A smoking now, footballer. Where would a ex Real Madrid, Barca, Croatian legend footballer play towards the end of his career? Not many people would say Portsmouth in the, well, he's the championship, the second tier of English football. A notoriously difficult league. <laughs> A, 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 a blood, blood and thunder, thunder yes. Blood and thunder league. Jinx, you can't speak until I say so, otherwise you'll have Smith. Is that... <laughs> I didn't... I did... <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who Smith is, do you? Because you went at my junior school, but Jinx. <laughs> okay, you're off. <laughs> so, Milan Mandaric is obviously in control of Portsmouth. And so, well, connections, <laughs> there's some mad connections somewhere along the line. Can I ask what year we're in? Seb? Two, oh, sorry, yes, you're right. 2001, 2002 season. Thanks, Mr. So, White. Yeah, we, are, <laughs> we are at, we're at the start of a new millennium, 2001, 2002. Prozanecki has played for Real Madrid, Barcelona. This man has seen some time. Red Star Belgrade, let's not forget. He's, he's won European Cup with Red Star Belgrade. He's been through the whole Yugoslavia slash Croatia thing as well. But throughout all that, he's been known as an, a, a cultured footballer of, of epic proportions. I mean, an angry player. Yeah, an angry player. Yeah, I'll come to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Bolshe, sticks up for himself. Yeah. Loves a, loves a fag. Often plays games like he looks like he's been out in the piss for three days. Like Looks like a pirate. Exactly <laughs> that. And I obviously knew that he was a smoking footballer. Uh, reading some of the articles that I've read... Mostly by the brilliant uh, journalist Neil Allen, who is like Mr. Portsmouth in terms of journalism, and, and won, I think he won a couple of awards when they were when when, they, when Portsmouth were in the shit. You know, obviously things are good now. They're owned by a guy from Disney, but we got Milan Mandaric. He's in charge. Harry Redknapp, director of football as well, so he's there on the signing picture. I mean, it's a great picture of all four of them. But going back to being a smoking footballer, 
apparently he's just smoking all the time. Pre-match, he's spoken at halftime in games. Just a big fog of fog of uh, cigarette smoke when he's in the in the. In who the else toilet. was in the Who else was in the Portsmouth team at this? You've time? got your Linvoy Primuses, you've got your Courtney Pitts, you've got oh. your M. Um, now, and then, could, and to be honest, they're not going to tell Robert Prozaneski not to have a cig, are they? Well, yeah. this is it. From what I can gather, and from reading like some of the articles and uh, Robert, you know, the, their thoughts on it, there was a bit of a split. There was a split of footballers who were like, this is Robert Prozanecki. I'm going to fucking enjoy this. Yeah. I might have to run for him, but it's Robert Prozanecki and I know that if I give him the ball, and whatever. There's also the old school English footballer who's like, everyone must run, everyone must do this. And <laughs> I mean, Carl, there's a player called Carl Tyler. I don't know if anyone recognises the name. I remember Carl Tyler. Yeah, yeah. He is, let's just say, the voice of the disapproval. And you're just thinking, come on, mate. Robert Prozanecki is playing for your team and you're worried that he's not tracking back every five minutes when he can do wonders with the ball anyway. This, we know this when he t- goes there, but he does this and he ends up just being superb. His debut is against Grimsby, for God's sake. What, an, what a rude awakening for a player of such, such talent. But his debut is against Grimsby. The most famous game for him is against Barnsley at home and he scores a hat-trick. And as far as I can tell... It's his only hat-trick in his career. Oh. One's a penalty, which is so nonchalantly dispatched, it is just ridiculous. You know, the keeper goes completely the wrong way. It's just effortless. The second one is like a worldie where he beats about five players and, and it's, just in, it's just insane. And, and then I think the third one's the, a, a simple, a simple tap-in. But this takes Portsmouth to go 4-2 up. So basically, everyone who's there and all the Portsmouth fans that talk about it say it's like the best they've ever seen a Portsmouth player play. The journos are saying, you know, this is going back to what James has been said about previously, about Ruben Neves and stuff like that. This is a genuine, brilliantly player and just enjoy it. Thing is, Linvoy Primus gets sent off for no reason whatsoever um, and they end up drawing 4 all. <sighs> and Prozanecki is fucking furious. And like... From that point onwards, it sort of goes downhill because Portsmouth are struggling a little bit. Even with Prozanecki, they're struggling and they'll never, they, they, might, they might get relegated. But it all goes, it all peters out a little bit towards the end then because Prozanecki just turns around to the ball and says, you're all shit, you know, and, and, and kicks off essentially <laughs> like, you fucked it. What You know, I do all that and then we still end up drawing. Eventually, Ricks gets, Graham Ricks, who's a manager at the time, gets sacked. Then Harry Redknapp takes over and they do survive. But it's a very brief period but in a season, but... Everyone, players, fans, journos, talk about it so fondly. And he came back to Portsmouth uh, a few, a couple of months ago to see the fans and do an evening there. And they still, he's arguably, you know, let's not forget all the players that played for Portsmouth afterwards, you know, when they won the FA Cup and yeah, yeah. when Harry Redknapp brought in. Prozanecki's the number one player who's there for a season in a, wow. in a random, in a, in a, but they didn't do anything. It's not that they got promoted or anything. And he is adored there. And yeah. I just think it's I just think it's lovely that he just he went there and he and he speaks so fondly of his time there as well, you know. Yeah, there's I mean, playing for both Real and Barca. Yeah. Have you ever been to Hailing Island? Yeah, I have, yeah. Have you ever been to Hailing Island when Portsmouth are at home and have scored? No, I ha- no the noise carries. And I've never been to Fratton Park. Oh it's... and I would I've been near it, but yeah. I've never been to it for a game. But I've been on Hayley, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I've heard yeah, it yeah, Hayley, yeah. and I would fucking love to go. We beat them in the in the season we went up. Which one, Seb? I mean, Man United, Sorry. Yeovil, <laughs> Hampton and Richmond. <laughs> England. Yeovil, Yeovil, beat, Yeovil beat them the season. Chelsea, Chelsea women. Chelsea women, yeah. 
sorry. Good point. Good point. Well made. Yeovil beat them in the season they got promoted to the championship, and we played them at Christmas, and there was we took quite a lot. The commandos. It was a. It was. It's. A, it's. It's an experience. It's a brilliant. Dad's army. <laughs> Still going. He's just trying to think of more. It's. It's a, it's a great place to go and watch football if you've never been. I mean, we, Ronaldinho's talked about how it's one of the best atmospheres he's ever yeah. played in front of. Yes. Paolo Maldini yeah. has said the same thing, hasn't he? Yeah. Robert Prozanecki at Portsmouth. Great. Yeah. Mo- yeah. A Marlborough Red man, by the way. Oh. A Marlborough Red proper. Yeah. He, used to, he used to take the piss out of the coaches that smoked Marlborough Lights, apparently. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he did. There's a, there's a, there's a coach. Incredible. Yeah. There's a coach. That's the Sorry. That's the best yeah, thing. That's the headline. Yeah, yeah. You can proper imagine him yeah. after scoring a hat trick. Four yeah, two yeah. up, going four four down, getting into the showers after. Uh, one of the players sparking up and just being like yeah. blonde beard. Yeah. yeah, you lot of one of the players. Shit. <laughs> yeah, he still he can still hear the clang of his studs, like stamping, properly stamping in the dressing room, going like lo- losing his shit. But you know. stark bollock naked with his boots on, yeah. smoking a Marlboro, <laughs> yeah. leather and Linvoy Primus for getting sent yeah. off, and telling Redknapp to bring his yeah. dinner as well if he wants. Oi, oi, wheeler dealer, come down. <laughs> and it was. It was a time when you could still smoke indoors because he said they would just do it in hotels. They would be having a team meeting about the game. Spark and he would up. Just, he'd just spark up. This is smoking footballers round two. God, I love this. I mean, Marlboro Reds. Oh, yeah. I mean... They were my sig for a bit when I was a teenager oh. because, like, Rockstar smoked them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I took it's... 80 Marlboro Reds to watch to Milton Keynes. It was so strong. <laughs> I didn't smoke all 80. I crashed them to people. But, yeah, Marlboro Reds, I loved them. Yeah, I was very much in the Marlboro Light camp. <laughs> He's my body's a, a smoking apparatus for a long time. This is what I think you could do a great article on. on I cigarettes. still do. Silk cuts at the moment. That's what my mum got me. That's not fag. That's what my mum got me Can for you holiday. S- silk cuts. Because me, me and Nan had to share. Silk cuts. Tommy Stewart's time machine. Fucking <laughs> okay, no. hell. My nan wouldn't have Mal- Marlborough. She wouldn't compromise. And I, I was texting my nan, who's been ill recently, but is now better. God bless you, nan. You're sharing duty freeze with your nan? Yes. Oh, Class. And. It was it was like the Brian Clough thing, you know what he said. Like he came in my office, uh, the argument only goes one way. I I win. That's me paraphrasing yeah. it. But it's I'm not going to fuck with my nan in that way. So do you? So put, she wanted silk cup. Do you put a Rizzler around the filter, or do you just smoke them? Just smoke them. That's ridiculous. Can you? They're horrible. Can you still though. do that? I don't. I don't like them. Can you still do that? Well, I'd imagine there's dots in a filter still. Oh, they were free, and I didn't bring fun. them with me today. Good time. Like that's how much I'm not enjoying. Different them. time. Very different time. I was uh, they talking about God bless. Grandma's. I was listening to Bill Withers' Grandma's Hands this morning, Ooh. which is one of my favourite songs of all time. Amazing song. I don't know. Oh. I'll listen to it on the way back. It's, it's, it's beautiful. But yeah, Prozanecki and obviously fucking incredible. Yeah, that's right. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Mundial joins the dots for football culture. And that's not a boast by us, but the words of an actual subscriber in our most recent reader survey. Why not see what they're on about and have a look at Mundial magazine. 100 pages of global football magic released four times a year. It looks great, smells great, and the writing isn't bad either. Go to mundialmag.com or follow the link in the show description to find out more. Welcome to Vollywood. It's Vollywood, baby. <sighs> ah, you ain't been a Vollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, James, um, James can't even pretend smoke anymore. Can't even pretend to have a cig anymore. He's he's so wow. Robert Brozanecki's done him. Yeah, he's just had a, James has just had a fake Marlboro Red, Marlboro Red, and just, for the first time. For the first time, yeah, yeah. he's just air smoked. Yeah, that, you got a Nicky Rush, That's an incredible. imaginary Nicky Rush. That's fucking welcome, welcome to Hollywood. And uh, James, are you recovered? I'm back. You're back? I'm back. I'm in Hollywood, baby. I'm you, here. You I'm here, it, man. I'm here. You're walking past the Chinese theatre in, in Hollywood. Who is it? When is it? Where are we going? Give us the facts first, then off you go. Well, from one pirate to another, we go from Robert Prozanecki to Gabriel Batistuta. Oh. The Angel Gabriel. Oh. The Angel Gabriel, Batigol himself. So for this entry to Hollywood, we're going to the opening game of the Serie A season, uh, the Serie A 1997-1998 season. It's a game between Fiorentina and Udinese. 1997, I'd have been 19 then, like fucking halcyon days. Yeah. I'd have been out, yeah, I'd have yeah. been out Friday's vodka. August, August the 31st, oh. 97, what are you doing? Bank holiday weekend. Me? Yeah, oh yeah. Reading. No, I would have played in the um, pub knockout that weekend. Might have been the year I got man of the day, actually. Man of the day. Man of the day in the pub knockout, yeah. So I'd stopped playing cricket for Bridge North a few years earlier, mm. but they had a pub knockout every year where we'd have six aside teams and it'd be on Bridge North's cricket pitch, which was one of the best pitches in Shropshire, big outfield and whatever. Um, and Shropshire use it a lot. And they'd have a pub knockout and they'd let all the fucking, there'd be people in jeans and one pad and stuff like that. But there was a few serious teams in it. Me and my brother played for the new in, multiple winners. Mm. And I think it was that year I got um, man of the day, yeah. Well, there we good. Uh, fucking leathered afterwards as well. <laughs> it's, it's a real all-dayer, the pub knockout. I mean, people are on it from 10 o'clock in the morning. There's barbecue, there's fucking drinking, there's hilarity, there's sixes, there's me getting into conflict and the new in. We're multiple winners. My dad was the uh, coach of the new in team as well. And by coaching, I mean Marlborough Reds <laughs> and Pikes. Sounds like my sort of coaching. Um, 1997, opening day of Serie A. A very different place. A very different place. The sun is shining and Fiorentina are wearing, it's that kit, it's the kit. bold purple, yellow trim, feeler there. Oh. What have we got here? Nintendo <laughs> straight across <laughs> oh. the chest. Ticks the lot of the Mundial boxes, that it's, one. It's got the lot, Seb. <laughs> yeah, it's got the it's lot. It's got the lot. Oh, baby. Anyway, Udinese go one up. Bats do to equalises. Who scores for Udinese? Amoruso. Oh. Udinese go 1 0 up. Bats do to scores in the 59th minute, and then Fiorentina go 2 1 down. Game edging towards its finale. 89 minutes gone. Free kick, 40 yards out. We're talking Roberto Carlos, 97 territory mm. against France. Bats do to steps up. Gigantic run up, smashes it into the back of the net. <laughs> 
it's an it's it's 40 yards out it's a magnificent free kick bottom corner curling the whole way so it's two all three minutes of added time in the third minute of added time you know a sort of pot look uh lofted pass into the areas headed clear it looks like it's safe Batistuta's sort of on the edge but the head has gone past Batistuta mm. this is the 93rd minute instead of trying to bring the ball down instead of trying to move around and collect it instead of going in for a challenge with an oncoming defender he just uh bicycle kicks it into the back of the net from 20, <laughs> from 20 yards Amazing. bottom corner not only does it win them the game, it completes his hat trick. He goes wild, sprints straight across to the camera. The Udinese ground has got those plastic barriers yeah. around it to stop the fans from coming. All the fans are squashed against it. They look like fish going mental in an <laughs> aquarium. Amazing. It's it's a brilliant game, a brilliant way to well, see the game. Could, it's an incredible volley. Could only have been made better if he'd have done his machine gun celebration. He doesn't do the machine gun celebration. So overcome. Um, but this is this is this is the first game of the season. Like, imagine coming back after your holidays to that. Yeah, a three-two win with a bicycle kick, ninety-third minute. Or me hitting knickknack into the auction and then, uh, <laughs> and then celebrating with a load of cheap speed in turn, yeah. <laughs> carrying my man of the day award. Two very similar scenes. Yeah, who's won there? <laughs> Batty goal or Blackhurst? Or Blackhurst? Um, a bloody goal. Yeah, yeah he, he might have won. I don't know if he was playing this <laughs> playing this day, but there was a player called Luis Oliveira who played. He was playing. Play. Luis Oliveira was. He was yeah. playing. But God Almighty, Gabriel Batistuta. I mean, he played for both Boca and River. Yeah, which I don't. I don't know how um, common that is. I don't know. I can't imagine. Also, managed to be that good despite a fucking goatee. Because <laughs> that should be a reverse Samson, shouldn't it? A goatee. A reverse Samson. I feel like yeah. this is entering Goatyville. It is, yeah. It's entering yeah, Goatyville. Yeah. And I want to remove myself from Goatyville. Population, yeah. There's not a lot going on. No, it's not in, quite Insideville. Go- it's not quite go- <laughs> Not quite Goatyville. Very living much on its own island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. it's, a, it's a disc beard. <laughs> Has anyone, any footballer pulled off a goatee? There's any person. Or anyway, any football or person, I don't think. George Michael. Yes. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, we're not going to get Definitely. any better than that. I think, so, the, yeah. I think George Michael is the only person who's pulled off a goatee. Yeah, yeah. He, you don't look at him and think, that looks stupid. That He just, he just looks... Well, he's an incredibly attractive man. Well, so. yeah. But... I did one in lockdown, and that's why I had to stop drinking. Because <laughs> 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 it was what did fucking you do? awful. What did you do during lockdown? Grew a goatee. Yeah. yeah. I did it quite quickly, actually, yeah. so no excuse. Yeah, because it's very Brent, isn't it? Oh, you've yeah. never had a goatee, have you, at any point? No, no, no. Not even no, like, okay. early, 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 not, you know. Oh, no, occasionally. Mistake of youth. No, 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 no. no. I did a lot of no, mistake no, of things in my youth. But soul ne- patch? Never a goatee. No, no, no. no. <laughs> a what? What's a soul patch? <laughs> soul patch, isn't you it? No, when you just have the, done the bottom. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. right, yeah. That yeah. bit there. Yeah. Kanye Good West before pre. Yeah, maybe. It looks all right on him. It's got yeah, a bit it of a, does. Yeah. It does. Yeah, but it's sort of, yeah, maybe. Is it just because he's always had it, though? Really? I don't know, but he's cancelled now. This yeah. is this yeah. is this is a, this is an accidental goatee. Anyway. It's not a goatee, James. <laughs> <laughs> Kid yourself, mate. Yeah, looks like Chechi's drawn it on. <laughs> or Matilda's. God, one day he'll look like a man and not a boy. And James, I feel your pain because I wish I looked as young as you, James. I feel like I've I'm not been. Right. Um, I've not. I'm not the hairiest person out of my face. Never have. Yes, you are. You've got a full beard, Seb. Nah. Yes, you have. That's that. That's, that's I've always think that's a full beard. <laughs> yeah, it's the, I mean it's the beard of a homeless pisshead, but it's a beard. 
<laughs> I am not homeless. No, that's true. Good, Sam. See, Good. Sam outside Woolies again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, come on, we cannot do it. The one time at my old, in my old job where I was like genuinely, genuinely jealous, my mate Julian, who who interviewed a lot of South American footballers, he interviewed Batistuta, and Batistuta said after, you know, Jules was about packing everything up, ready to go. Batistuta said, do you want to come out on the boat? And Batistuta took him out on his speedboat for an hour and just, just drove it. He just drove just around. Just razzed it around the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And he just, my mate's just from Huddersfield going, this isn't supposed to be happening to me. <laughs> <laughs> would you have gone on the boat or would you have? Oh, 100%. Of course I would. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have done a risk assessment? No, God, no, 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 no chance. That, uh, Batistu, he also actually he also ended up going on the night on the piss with uh, Tino Esprilia in some in some some Colombian town where Esprilia, like village that was living at the time, and they, they kept opening bars up because Esprilia was was you know they were shut, and they were like, no, Tino's here. I know a guy called Jim who's an ex um, Sunday Times photo editor who lives in Colombia now, uh, and he spent a weekend on the on the gatta with. Um, a sprayer at his mountaintop house, <laughs> or the riding horses, and he, you know, he said it was it was a rum weekend. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, yeah. Oh crikey! A night on the piss with Tino Asprilla. That'd be the end for me. Would I come out of retirement for that? <laughs> we would. I, <laughs> I think. If anyone I think to... you might. Yeah. Think... Well, not no. The no. situation would have to be different. I would have had to. Um, I I would have had to. No, I don't think I would. No. 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 We no. wouldn't really. No. I no. No, no, no. no. Back you wouldn't? Nothing. But, Seb, you did for one night the Arctic Monkeys. No, I did not. No, no. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm saying with these two, not me. <laughs> and Pope. <laughs> and the races. And the races. <laughs> All right. Are you looking to join a club? Well, how about Club Mundial? It's what we call our subscriber offering. And it's the best club in the world, we think. For only £10 a quarter, you get the magazine through your door, a tidy little membership card, 20% off all Mundale merchandise and discounts at classic football shirts, All Press Espresso, Art of Football and Percival Menswear. What more do you want? You also get priority access to events, subscriber-only merchandise and a weekly Club Mundale newsletter. Go to mundalemag.com or follow the link in the description to subscribe today. We'll see you at the bar. Into the vaults we go for the Mundial Archive, and this one is going to spark some chat. Uh, the Mundial Archive, as you know, we've got um, plenty of issues and documentaries we can go into. And this, issue nine of Mundial, yeah. it was a bit of a change, actually. It was the first issue with cover lines on. It was, uh, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And anyway, we did a Cantonar cover, and I mean, it moved us on a little bit at the time. Um, we had a great launch party for it in Manchester. No, but this is by so our friend David Priest, ex-professional footballer, coach, commentator, writer, friend, one of the genuine good guys, Priestley. I don't know if he listens, um, but he's written various things for us over the years. And at this time, we were still doing the greatest shirt in the mag. I can't remember where we stopped. I don't, I don't know why. But So this is David Priest, and it's the greatest shirt. Ajax, 1989-90, their third shirt. Now... Third shirt, third shirts weren't as common then. The 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 strap line, or the cell for this, and I remember writing this. Look at Danny Blinn there and tell me you're not really fucking jealous. And he is wearing, <laughs> he, he is slide tackling Romario, and Romario's in a great kit himself. And look at 
I mean, look at Jesus look Christ. at this Ajax kit. Jesus. Christ. If anyone's not won't see this, it's. I mean, it's it's triangles and rectangles, and it's red and it's white and blue. It's got the TDK sponsor. It's an absolute Umbro masterpiece, and Danny Blind looks great as well. This is the great shirt. Ajax 1989-93rd by David Priest from 2016. I'm not going to read it all because it's quite long. Priest's uh, well known. Another one who can't stick to a word rate like us all. <laughs> it's it's the uh, Mundale curse. Tommy Stewart submitted his first piece um, too long and said, but yours and James's were the same one. <laughs> like he'd counted the words by hand. I was like, don't use us as your bloody barometer, mate. No, no. Was it all right though? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is all about David desperate and, and and talking about no internet pornography and talking about how basically football shirts were sort of his pornography. Ah, he was after a he was after a Juve shirt and it had it it had gone. David, this is growing up in Sunderland, the Juve shirt had, had gone from the shop and he was devastated and in his head. Christmas Day 1989 was cancelled. A young, a young precinct. There didn't seem any point. But I crept downstairs anyway and flicked the lights on, intrigued to see what my booby prize was. <laughs> In the parlance of Jim Bowen, to see what I hadn't won. And there it was. If the event to stop I desperately wanted was Kelly LeBrock, this was Barbarella, a beauty of futuristic proportions. My eyes just couldn't work it out. I didn't know what to make of it. But what I did know was that I loved it. The top left-hand quarter was traditional pinstriped. This could have been Lineker vintage Leicester City, but the badge said Ajax. <laughs> Football royalty. I tried to take it all in. We'd been treated to the triangular madness of Adidas's Holland strip of Euro 88, but this, this was something else. The rest of the kit was like a celebration, like confetti strewn across it as if the designer knew it would be fated. And it was. Not by all, maybe but definitely by those of us who knew that this truly was something special. Why so special? Because there was nothing like it. It was original. This is what players from the year 2020 were going to be wearing. He's not far wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> a shirt design worthy of Ajax, a club who'd been playing futuristic football for decades. This wasn't just a football shirt. It was a radio that made you a cup of coffee too. <laughs> Maggie Philbin would extol the virtues of this shirt on tomorrow's world as a sign of the future being a better place. Appropriately, it's now sitting in a black plastic bag in my parents' loft. Kelly LeBrock's probably up there as well. A pair of dust catherine relics from a more aesthetically pleasing past. <laughs> Class. And I mean, it, it is a brilliant shirt. And 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 David's a, a brilliant writer. And someone who don't, I don't think writes enough. Actually, basically, what I'm saying is there needs to be more goalkeeping analysis on TV. And <sighs> Priest would be the one to do it. He's, he's genuinely brilliant at it. And after he started doing it, there's they got some of the keepers on. There was Rob Green's done some, but he does it. He does it more from a co-commentator. You know, he's not doing it from a goalkeeper. He does five live, does doesn't he? He's just a yeah, co-com. Schwarzer was on doing a bit. Yeah. yeah. There isn't, you're right. There isn't nowhere near enough. He's written for us again recently for the for the keepers issue we've got out now and he's written about a few keepers in there. But it always struck me, when, you know, and we did an episode of Giant on, on Priestley actually, but this isn't about that. Let's talk about this kit because Ajax have had some bangers over the years. Earlier on in this podcast, both James and Tommy wore patter shirts inspired by old Ajax shirts. Yes, yeah. yes. But I don't think either is good as that. No, 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 no. Near. no it's that... got the big TDK yeah. in red with the white box um, background in it. Uh, I the Phillips on the front here on the on the PSV shirt reminds me of watching Seb, my friend and colleague and dancing partner, getting fucking bollocked by <laughs> oh. Ard Dimash, the Dutch Harry Redknapp, 
a former Ajax manager and a former Antwerp manager or Standard Liège. Mechelen, I think. Yeah. Mechelen, yeah, but yeah. he, yeah, but he, um, and he was, Odd Demosh was one of the people who scouted Ronaldo in Brazil to bring him over to PSV, but we were 15 minutes late for an interview. No, we were an hour late, weren't we? Because I got my hours wrong. <laughs> Seb fucked it up. Oh, yeah. yeah I we turned up at the right. Phillips Stadium thinking we were early. Buzzing. Buzzing. Buzzing for it, right? At the Phillips Stadium, like underneath, there's escalators in it and everything like, right, home of PSV, right? A big club. We're going to the game um, later that day or the next day or whatever. Can have a night in Eindhoven and whatever. Fuck me. Our Demosh came out f- furious in some like pale blue trousers. Oh, yeah. Some awful, awful slippers. Yeah. Like some real scene stealers. Jeans and shoe would put these on a pedestal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, some real <laughs> rewinds. <laughs> And um, he fucking leathered Seb as me and Tyre. I'll be honest, I would say it's probably the biggest bollocking I've ever got. Really? Bigger than what was store. he saying? Seb was stood under an escalator like that. Just I've been here 45 minutes, 45 minutes. I'm genuinely sorry. I've shitting himself. At first, I blamed the press officer, which, and then I looked at the email and went, I oh, now fucked it here. And I just said, oh, look, I made a genuine Did you mistake. become like a boy again? Like school oh, boy? Honestly. Just I, exposed. I had not. I, yeah, I, honestly, I don't think. There's no reason. I'm trying to think. I've not been given a bollocking of that proportions. I mean. Me and Tyler were trying not to laugh. Uh, <laughs> but do you know what? Was Goose Martin there as well? Yeah, I think he was, yeah. It'll have been, Twen- been parking the, park the motor. <laughs> 20 and... minutes later. We sat on Not a even that, No, it wasn't even that, Seb. We went straight up the escalator. Yeah. He sat down Get and went... Get done. Right. Uh, we do pub. the interview then. We got the coffees. He made them turn off the, the, the sounds in the stadium. And then he sat down and went, okay, I have something for you. This is the scouting report. And, and then reads us the Ronaldo scouting report. Oh. An absolute professional. And Turn and, it on. Oh. And, but then he was great after that. To his absolute credit, couldn't have, he was, couldn't have been friendlier. He was, yeah, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. fine, and he even I think he uh, at the end of it he did say sorry, sorry, I said, sorry, sorry, you know. Yeah. But what what a character! Great. I mean, his social media presence is great. He's always mm. sunning himself somewhere. Oh, Dimash, yeah, he yeah. has got the rake thin body of a former athlete because he played for a long time as well. He was yeah. Cruyff's assistant as as um, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Some, something just going back to the article. There was something David said which really resonated with me. You know when and pre-internet and you've just got your heart set on a certain thing a wank <laughs> can't, no, wait, can't wait to get over and get the little ones catalogued <laughs> I know that we called the episode a couple of weeks ago Maradona's Law Diego's Law yeah. I think it's basically dick law as well yeah yeah yeah. pipe down you it takes three minutes <laughs> three, three minutes and someone's having a wank um, pipe down the football shirt but we'd I'd go to the uh, what's it called the Darwin Centre in Shrewsbury and there was a JJB Sports and that was the only that was pre-sports direct or what, whatever that's called and they'd have the occasional foreign shirt and you'd have your heart set on it but that, that was it if it was gone it was gone wasn't it there was something he said in there that really made me remember that feeling I used to get the Pro Direct catalogue mm. sent through twice a year. Oh yeah. And me and my friend Elliot just used to take both take it on the on the coach school together and just be like, Oh my god. Yes. Well that was the time yes. of soccer scene as well and, and the advert the adverts in the back of shoot and ninety yes. minutes would yeah, have yeah. actual like full spreads of all these different kits. Yeah. And now if you fucking you know, can make a fortune on bloody yeah. Depop and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. it's it's amazing. <laughs> Enjoying this podcast but not really ready to subscribe to a print magazine? Well, you need the Mundell Gateway drug. Why not sign up to our weekly newsletter? 
You'll get exclusive writing, discounts, recommendations, and some really, really random references. Follow the newsletter link in the show description and see what you're missing out on. It's Tommy Stewart's Rusty Trombola. <laughs> I thought you said it was Dusty. What did we call it last week? Tommy Stewart's Dusty Trombola. <laughs> Tommy Stewart's Dusty Trombola. Trombola. Next week it'll be Musty. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it will. Very quickly, if you've not heard this quiz before, and the then concept... <laughs> Team Sheet Tombola, work it out, right? He's gonna, he's gonna. I'm gonna say name it. a position. I'm gonna name a match. Blah blah blah. You know, quickly, Seb. What is your noise? Your buzzing noise. <laughs> James Bird. I'm back to do 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 to go. Owen Blackhurst. Please release me. Let <laughs> me go. The question is: Are you ready for the question? Are you ready for the question? What are you laughing? Are at, you Seb? ready? Are Just, you ready for? Yeah. Are you ready? The game, July 23rd, 2006, at... It's the World Cup. Torreo. Go on. Mexico. Okay. It's USA women versus Ireland women. Who comes on at left wing? Who finishes the game at left wing for the USA? Do, 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 do. Megan Rapinoe. Correct. Is it a debut? Yeah. Yeah. Bish, bash, bosh. Oh, yeah. Someone needed some points. I, I was going to, yeah. Yeah, because she is, yeah, what, she's 30, oh God, she's... 38. 38. 38. But then she she played one game, then she was out for two years with ACLs, etc. Didn't come back into the team again until 2009. Good to see, yeah, but that shows, you can come back from ACLs, you know, these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No small, no small congratulations there, James, for a brilliant... I was just about to say... you are now, you are now, joint second with Assad. (laughs) (laughs) The table at the moment, Seb is fourth with three points. James and Assad are, well, third, fourth, whatever you want to say, are joint second behind Owen. They're both on six. Owen is on 15, running away with it. I mean, I could not turn up for a month and still be top of this quiz, but also the podcast would fall to pieces. So, Right then. Um... <laughs> Ins and outs, like a fiddler's elbow. (laughs) Ins and outs, we pick ins, we pick outs. We stole it off the end. Everyone stole it off the end. It's your ups and your downs, your ins and your outs. It's been called various different things in magazines. But it's things we like, things we don't like. And there's a note in the script, joy, 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 it needs to be fun, because of one week it was the most depressing (laughs) thing ever. We had to nearly abort the record because of it. But everyone has learned. We've all learned. Well, yeah, yeah, some might say some needed to learn, others didn't. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Fucking soapbox twins over there in the corner. Oh, I... The fucking bleed... Sergeant Seb's Bleeding Hearts Club. (laughs) Yeah, have you avoided this? (laughs) Because he never does his ins and outs. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Until about six minutes before we start, that's right. Right then, ins, we're going to start with... James Bird. Yeah, my in this week is those back to pre-season videos you get when the players return from holiday and they're all cute with each other. So they say hello, they say hello to the photographer and the chef. And yeah, they've not, they haven't pissed each other off again yet. Yeah, there's not <laughs> been misplaced passes and <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So Virgil Van Dyke blowing a little ping pong ball with a 
straw as part of a Liverpool media day yeah. or something the other day. And yeah. the French players are saying bonjour to the English lads. The English lads are trying to speak a bit of Portuguese, but like just good vibes. In yeah, that, yeah, it's good to see. Seb White. We've spoken about the Women's World Cup, um, and what you're probably thinking, well. well who can I follow? Who's good? Counter Press podcast is probably the best women's football podcast. You know, Boots, Balls and Bras is good. But Counter Press podcast with... Um, oh, you're creating Flo- division in the women's fo- podcast market. Putting them off against each other. Creating a rivalry, Seb. No, 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 no. Flo Lloyd Hughes and Jesse Parker-Humphreys are, are both great. And, and I definitely think you should give them a listen and follow their work. And we should always mention that one of the best, uh, certainly the best writer in women's football, in my opinion, is Susie Rack, who's, been, who's written a couple of things for the magazine and always been very nice to us. So, yeah, please do follow those. And those should be in because those are a way to connect to the, this Women's World Cup. I'd like a Susie Rack to have a regular column about uh, improprieties in the women's game called On the Rack, actually. Yeah. Like yeah. very Partridge. Sad- <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is. Sadly, there are. Yeah, she, she does cover them, doesn't she? And we've, yeah, we've mentioned it. But A great writer and a lovely person. In. Tommy Stewart. Vintage. Uh, which is where I now buy most of my clothes because if you think of any, if you spend a lot of time watching just like Blur, Pulp and Oasis videos and you think, that's nice, that Lacoste shirt is nice, <laughs> that Ralph Lauren jacket is nice, go on Vinted, type it in, it'll be like seven quid and that's how I uh, dress myself quite cheaply these yeah. days. And unfortunately, they'll often like stink of a dead soldier, won't they? Just Stuff give them like a wash, that. give them a wash. Yeah, you have, to wash, you have to bleach them. I don't mind secondhand. I don't mind secondhand. It's better than De- Depop's kind of selling yourself a bit as well. Is and, it? And it's you're and more young. That's more re- people buying stuff to then resell on Depop. You're a Depopper? No, no, I've done. I've I've sold. I've definitely sold some things, but there's definitely more. Have you used Vinted? Buying? No, I haven't. I should. I it's should. really good. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to have a look at Vinted. Yeah. In because I'm always looking. I'm rapidly changing shape at the moment. It could go up and down. I'm going to start phase <laughs> three. So, what happens? What happens at phase three? I think it's. You know, oh, proper swall patrol. Swall patrol. I think. I, I think Terminator. Yeah. Shit, we're fucked. The Liver King. <laughs> oh, I bought some Liver King stuff by mistake, didn't I? You didn't? Yeah. But how? By mistake. Because I didn't know they were from his company. <gasps> when Look, when you go down a different... You're a very good researcher, though. This when, is... No, but when you go down a different route and, and things change in life and you stop certain things and you start new things, you obviously get into them and you do your research oh, yeah. and you start yeah. buying stuff. Yeah. So I was looking at different supplement, like... I've, I know that like there's various foods that are good for you that I don't want to eat because they make me physically sick. Like I used to have to, my dad used to, I've said it before, my dad used to yeah, sneak yeah. liver into stuff. I also think the liver king is a fucking gigantic twat. Right? Of course, yeah. So I don't need yeah. to say that. Yeah, yeah. However, I was looking at the benefits of... So I was, <laughs> I've said it. Yeah. I was looking at the, ben, I was looking at the benefits of um, grass-fed meat. Right, yeah. and thought, fucking hell, it's expensive, and getting a lot, of, you know, getting a lot of grass-fed stuff on boards also quite like t- takes a lot of effort. Yeah. Um, although I try and eat well, so I thought oh, I'll just I'll get a supplement. Anyway, I ended up spending fifty quid on a fucking bottle of liver supplements, right? Yeah. From grass-fed New Zealand and and Icelandic herds, yeah. they turned up. I looked at the back. Uh, There's a message from that cunt on the back. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't opened them. What are you going to do with them? I, 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 I don't think I can eat them. I think yeah. one, if I do, then that's me changed forever. I think I'm gone then. I, <laughs> I, I think I'd probably have All to leave Mandal and stop doing this. Yeah, I just think that's me done. Put them on Vinted. <laughs> <laughs> can you put them? Tommy, I'll have them for four quid. <laughs> Turn up with horns next week. <laughs> you yeah. were saying how you've uh, lost Tom, some weight. Tommy, yeah. you seem a bit chipper. Fucking hell, yeah. I got, I've been, I've been on the liver. <laughs> So I was, can you imagine how gutted I was when I saw I, that? Yeah, I, I, I would like to. Because <laughs> again, as we maybe that's what that's why she called me a bad researcher. 
Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've but that's a, a very previous rare show. moment of this whole mis- of error in I your was research. Fucking gutted. Yeah, R- like really, really gutted. I haven't done my in yet. Um, oh, sorry. It's been a few weeks, but I would just like to say, within the theme of things, uh, Alicia Russo going to Arsenal. Going, I fancy to change the direction despite all her mates being there and could have stayed there and, and signed a contract and whatever else. I know there were some shenanigans, but, you know, off to Arsenal. Brilliant. Good signing. I, it's the right decision. It's the right decision for her uh, stage of her career. And, and great. And she said, didn't she, she'd seen some of the crowds at the Emirates and stuff like that. And, you know, really good, really good move. And I'm, I hope she has a great World Cup. Uh, okay, outs. Tommy Stewart. Just people pulling out of football or cricket or any organised sport last minute. Just people doing it on the day. Because if you've ever organised football or cricket locally and oh, you've ever fuck. set up a team, it's a fucking nightmare. It's the most logistical. It's like an extra job on top of your job. And when someone an hour before kickoff says they, they, won't, they won't play and they says, oh, I'm just a bit ill, I'm a bit sick or something, they don't give a valid reason. Unless it's like basically a death or you know something going on with your kid or something, you or, can't pull out on the day. Or they have a replacement. Or they have a replacement, exactly. Um, so yeah, it winds me up. I've organ. I've been an organizer of sports for all my life, like especially in my adult life, because no one else will do it. And then when same, same. It makes you hate it. It makes you fucking hate it. And then you have to have a couple of years out of it because you're just like, I, I can't do this anymore. Because well, it's that's just what you've done. That's why it? I'm not playing cricket at the moment. It's one of the many reasons is I spent, I did too many jobs at the club. Yeah, so that's what I'm... Skippering, sorting out youth teams, getting players in. I'm having my break after this year. And just deal with lies. Can't be fucked. Yeah, no, I mean, James has done it with his football team. Yeah, like, yeah, we've, we've all it's done a nightmare. How do they quantify it and justify Like, it's so rude. No, but it's and also... Sometimes it, you know they're lying as It's well. also volunteers get treated like shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. pay fucking, pay people. Yeah. You know, really, like, for, for, for whatever. But yeah, no, absolutely out. Fucking walk the plank, Ed's bit off by a shark. Last minute pullouts, football at cricket. Death Thank to you. Thank Well, you. not death, I don't want anyone to die, really. <laughs> Here he is, Wokey Carmichael. James Bird, what you got? <laughs> you got to know who Ogie Carmichael is for the joke to be funny. He was an actor, but um, just the amount, the sheer amount of plastic packaging that is on fruit when you buy it from a supermarket. I tried to go to the like corner shop near mine or groceries on um, a road near mine most often, more often because there's no plastic packaging. You take your own bag. I went to Sainsbury's the other day to get my fruit. Everything, bananas covered in plastic. Apples covered in plastic. Yeah. Plums covered in plastic. Sharon fruit. Sharon fruit. I didn't buy any Sharon fruit, but would have been covered in plastic. Bananas. These, that's sh- these things have all got skins on them <laughs> already. Yeah. It's, it, it, just seems, it just seems insane. To yeah, me. I, you would like to sit down and speak to my wife about packaging. She fucking hates it. I, it's, she designed a lunchbox once as well, which then never went into pre-production, but it was a great design. It blows my mind. What was the what was the great design bit about it? it just she'd taken all her frustrations from years of kids' lunchboxes and put it yeah. into a, a, a design thing, but they never got to the patent stage. Unfortunately, we could all be lunchbox millionaires. Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree on packaging. My house is full of packaging. We're always ordering things for the fucking dogs or whatever. I mean, our car the amount of cardboard outside our house on bin day, it's a fucking disgrace. You build a raft. It is a disgrace, but at least we're putting it out. No, but not a lot of people don't. I, I agree. Like, I go to a... Um, occasionally, I'll treat myself and go down to the mad hippie village near me, uh, Forest Row. Yeah. Um, a lot of anti-vaccine going on, but some great shops because of it. You get There's a great fishmongers and there's a really good um, yeah. fruit and veg place there. Fucking hell, you get some nice stuff in there. But again, no plastic. Pop, yeah. them, in, pop them in your brown bag, pop them on the scales, yeah. Yeah. pop your little label on, on you go. 
Yeah. Deal with the fella in flares at the counter is always very nice. Apart from one day, he looked lucky. They looked like been to a fucking <laughs> festival for four days. Didn't know what day of the week it is. <laughs> kept, <laughs> kept scanning my apples over and over again. <laughs> Put them in the fucking bag, mate. Put them in the bag. Crucially, not the plastic bag. It's a paper bag. Brown paper bag, yeah. Partly why I'm here. Is Seb. that out? Oh yeah, yeah. It's oh. Seb, turning turning up cold at a match. You're going to go from that to a fucking back and gone. Go on. Go hey. on then. I played football for the first time in four weeks the other day, uh, five, no, maybe. I played football for the first time in about two months the other day. And you didn't, we didn't warm up. Well, I just didn't do anything that I should have done. Didn't warm up properly. Didn't have a feel of the ball. Cause you do need a feel of the ball, don't you? You always need a feel yeah. of the ball. And I was fucking dreadful. Really? I was, uh, <clears throat> what was like the, embarrassingly what, dreadful. What was the worst thing you did? Get, it wasn't my, technically my fault, but one bloke absolutely levered it and it just, like a magnet to my balls. <laughs> I, I collapsed. I was on the ground for five minutes. Fuck off. Louis thought he, take, he was going to have to take me to hospital. <laughs> it might have been uprooted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it was... And it, but that was all... <laughs> well, you never told me this. I know, but that all came about from the like general lack of preparation or not seeing things at the right... When you're unfit and not match sharp, it, footballs, are, footballs are horrible. And it's made me think... So next time I say to myself, I'm not going to play tonight, fucking play and just keep ticking over. Especially... At, as you get older, it's harder to fit back in, isn't it? But you won't get the same fitness from like going for a run, will you? You need no, to just no, keep going no, back. No, it's different fitness. Exactly. So I might need to put on the coaching sessions again, Seb. I'd love to. Honestly, oh. I'd love it. Oh, it, it wasn't. I didn't do one-on-one football coaching no, no. for Seb, Tommy. No. Damn. I mean, I would. That's what I had in mind. I'd love that. Like when Mourinho took those players out on the <laughs> yes. on the Heath in COVID. Yes. I mean, it's in that. <laughs> Talk, talking of top fives, <laughs> yeah. that is one of my favourite moments. Who did he have there? Um, Tangi and Dombele. Yes. Dombele, fucking got, he's got the cones out. He's got one of them to go to the he training missing. ground that's been locked up. And he's gone, have you got... Tango, Tango, have you got the keys? Yes, boss. Can you just go, just go and get just, just go get 15 cones and three balls? And I'll see you on the park. I'll see you on the park next to the main road. He's got, he's got them fucking doing shuttles. Oh, oh, that was so funny. My God. <laughs> It was. And he had a police warning for it as well. Yeah. Middle of a lockdown. Yeah. Different, different. People only allowed one hour out a day. Mourinho's yeah. got him doing doggies on the park. Middle of lockdown. Insane. And he's got the cones out. What a legend. I don't think I could add an out after that. I just think this has been reminding you why you love football. Uh, I've been Owen Blackhurst. He's been James Bird. He's been Seb White. He's been Tommy Stewart. Mundalmag.com on Twitter and Instagram. Please, please, please re, uh, rate please. and review this. Um, our current issue of Mundial, which will be on sale for about another four weeks after this episode. Is that all? Yeah. Is that? Crikey. Four or five after this episode before the next one comes out, which is going to be another belter, but we're really proud of this one. We we did a lot of work on the, on the cover story and all the other t- stories in the magazine. There's some great illustrations, great photography, wonderful design. If this is your first show and you want to listen to some more, start at episode four because the sound was fucked before that because we kept trying to do it from our houses and um, we were just trying to be agile and then we realised we didn't know as much as we thought. And here we are at the lovely spirit land at oh, King, King's brilliant Cross. brilliant spirit land. The brilliant spirit land, the great and en- the, the great engineers, the lovely room, the, um, the decent great- food, Good decent luck. food, <laughs> decent food. Yeah, a bit overpriced. Uh- <laughs> you think we get a discount now, wouldn't you? Well, I'm, 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 I haven't got a spirit land card. I don't know. I oh, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reminding you, I love football. Um, thank you and good night. All the best. Thank you. Au revoir. Bye.
Reminding you why you love football is a Mundial and Football co-production. Produced by Tommy Stewart and Seb White, hosted by me, Owen Blackhurst, and recorded on the run.